You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Scott Brown here at SFNSF. He's the author of Breathers. Uh, thank you for joining me, Scott. No, thank you. Scott, it strikes me that you're kind of a new un- inductee to gen- the world of genre fiction and the whole world of science fiction. Uh, could you talk about uh, coming into this world from wherever you came from? Well, actually, I have been writing horror for my entire life, and, and although I don't really consider Breathers to be a straight horror novel, it's more more of dark comedy or dark fiction, dark comedy with a horror element involved. And it is zombie, so obviously you're going to have that. But now from from a, a, an early age, I, I grew up on a steady diet of Stephen King, Peter Straub, Dean Koontz, Robert McCammon, F. Paul Wilson, Clive Barker. And that's what I wrote from 1990 to 2002, was straight supernatural horror. And I was a member of the Horror Writers Association and also attended world horror conferences. And so... I've been in, in indoctrinated for quite some time. Uh, I just I hadn't had anything published of note, so it just seems like I've I've just sort of appeared. <laughs> so talk about the the difference between uh, the the uh, horror writers association and some of the horror conventions and the uh, recent world fantasy convention and, and you know the difference for you too as between being somebody with a book that's been adapted into a movie and before just as a, a neophyte. Well, it's definitely different when you're attending these conventions and you're looking for representation or to pitch your book or to try to get somebody to publish it, and then all of a sudden you have a book that's been published, and then you're going there for completely different reasons. And it's a lot easier. Uh, It's nice just to go there to meet people, and really that's the main reason I go back. You can call it networking. But I like the people at the uh, and the Horror Writers Association and the World Horror Conventions, you know, and, it, and it gives me the opportunity to meet some of my some of my influences, the the writers who inspired me. And I've I've been able to strike up a a, a friendship with F. Paul Wilson, and and that still makes me giddy sometimes. And and I have to try not to be the the fanboy, and just realize that you know he's a professional I'm a professional and and I can have that relationship with him so that's fun and it's it's a very different dynamic but definitely one that I enjoy quite a bit you have a a a new work in progress which is also in some ways genre fiction could you talk about um, how your full-on participation in something like the World Horror Convention where you are on or the World Fantasy Convention where you're on lots of panels does that kind of thing influence you does that does that like help your writing I don't know if that necessarily helps my writing. I, I think they're two very different things. Uh, actually, <laughs> Jeff, who is doing the uh, uh, the reading with me here tonight, wrote a book called Book Life that talks about keeping your creative life separate from your business life, and and that there are very two separate things in terms of the writing. And so going to the conventions, it's definitely you're putting on a different hat than you are when you're writing and when you're doing your creativity. I don't know if I'm necessarily drawing on any of my experiences unless unless at a panel somebody makes some kind of a comment that sparks something in me. I think, ooh, that would be a great idea for a story. I think somebody had used the, the concept of uh, we're domestic barnyard animals sitting there watching TV, and I thought, that would be great. <laughs> uh, could you talk uh, about... Um, 
as a as a writer working on novels, could you talk about um, how finishing one and having it published affects working on your second novel? It must be a, a very different uh, approach that you take. Well, I was fortunate enough to have my second novel done before my first novel was actually published. And actually at about the same time I, I received my first publishing contract, so I didn't feel any pressure to create something that would be a follow-up. But I definitely feel a little bit of that now because I have my second book's been sold. And so my next book, I want to write something that that appeals to me, something that, that speaks to me, obviously, because if it doesn't speak to me, it's, it's not going to resonate with anybody else either. But I'm also definitely aware of the expectations of, of what the readers would want. You know, I, I don't want to go off and write this great gothic romance, which I wouldn't anyway, but obviously if it's not something at least similar to what I've written and, and has some of the same feel to it, then they might be disappointed. So it, it does have an impact on, on the creative process. One of the things that strikes me is that you seem to really enjoy uh, playing with some of the genre fiction elements, the zombies, you know, the gods and that you just derive some real writerly pleasure out of that. Definitely. I had had a lot of fun writing breathers. You know, obviously the zombies and the whole concept of, of getting inside the skin of a zombie, so to speak, and seeing what life would be like or existence would be like being a zombie. And then writing Faded, which is my follow-up book, was was a lot of fun. I just played with played with, I don't know if tropes would be the right way, right word for it, but you know, the concepts of these abstract concepts and actually making them characters and how they see humans through through their interaction with them. It was a lot of fun to do, definitely. You've written some short fiction. Uh, are you going, are you writing any new short fiction? Uh, I would presume perhaps that you're getting uh, invitations to anthologies. I haven't had any other invitations other than the one for Zombies, uh, which was edited by John Skip. It's called Zombies. Encounters with the Hungry Dead, Undead, I think is what it's called, the, the subtitle. And that's got a great collection of stories from Stephen King, Neil Gaiman, uh, Ray Bradbury, Max Brooks, and Poppy Z. Bright, among others. But I'd like to go back and do some, some more short fiction I hadn't done as much lately. I've been mostly doing the novel-length books. But I do have some ideas for for some some short stories that I would definitely like to pursue and, and see if I can find somebody who would be, who would be interested in them. Um, could you talk about the, the short fiction publishing landscape? Back in 1990, it was one thing, and here we are almost 20 years later. It's something rather different, isn't it? It is. I, I, a lot of my resources that I had from, from 20 years ago when I was sending out story after story after story, I, those, those magazines are gone. And so it seems like the pool of, of possibilities has, has dwindled down significantly. And, and especially if you write anything that's longer than three or four or 5,000 words, it makes it difficult to, to find a market for that, that that can publish something of that length. I've been speaking with Scott Brown. His new book is Breathers. Thank you for joining me, Scott. Thank you, Rick. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.